the loud cast. We like Lois. bad uh you know it was really bad though did you see the trailer for the post his movie about like the washington post releasing the pentagon papers it looks like a real fucking piece of shit in my opinion it's got tom hanks and like bob odenkirk what is wrong with tom hanks and bob odenkirk i love them both but this movie just like looks like another like like kind of just like a shitty version of spotlight just more like jacking off to like the press and stuff which like i kind of think like we've done enough of that you know okay Louis J here with uh, Becky and Dan. We're in front of the Sirius XM building uh, on a little break, you know, chilling, wanting to talk about the most. Re- <laughs> Let's talk and more passing. Uh, wanted to talk about some of the recent things that have come out about, unfortunately, Louis C.K. Um, Dan is still looking up Spielberg stuff. Um, wow, yeah. They replaced Spacey in a movie that he did. They, like, completely cut his scenes, and the director is refilming his scenes. Do you know which movie? I forget the name of it. It was a quick blurb that I quickly saw on yeah. between all my work. Um, it's, uh, there's a, a movie that he's doing, I'll look up the title right now, directed by Ridley Scott, um, where he... It's really funny. If you Google Spacey in this movie, he's wearing this, like, ridiculous, like, prosthetic where he looks like he's, like, 80 years old and, like, looks, like, basically like a troll. And, like, he put on all this stupid makeup and it's just never... It's never going to see the light of day, this movie. Uh, oh, it's called All the Money in the World. And, uh, yeah, Ridley Scott's replacing him with Christopher Plummer, who apparently was his first choice to play uh, the role in the first place, but they said they needed a bigger star. So, uh, yeah, I think this was the only way the movie was going to, like, make any money. But, uh, you know, with Spacey, I don't think anyone was going to see it. But as we sit here, uh, we're waiting for this New York Times story on Louis C.K. to drop. And uh, The Office is going crazy. Like, I, I've, I hear people, who, like, we're in the comedy department. So, like, you know, it's kind of, this is something that obviously is very, like, you know, we were very curious about that. But, like. Right, in a sense where, where people. Uh, and the music department may flip out when a person dies because then they need to find playlists or something in the, the office is, is a bus. Is that Macklemore? Dude, yes. is that Macklemore right It is Macklemore. Oh, Jesus. Macklemore is walking with his daughter right behind us right there. That is so was funny. There and there's TMZ with him. Was there a break on Louis C.K. here at Sirius? Uh, no, just uh, we, we all saw on Twitter and Facebook at the same time the uh, New York Times. Mac- Macklemore is with his daughter and just like, like uh, these TMZ guys daughter. are so gross. They just won't. They won't leave anyone alone. Jesus. It's <laughs> with his kid. Leave him alone. Aw. All right, yeah. Let's all, let's all get a Snapchat of this. <laughs> He's with his kid. Leave him alone. But make sure we Snapchat the shit out of Mac Lamore walking out of the building. I didn't do it. <laughs> Did you know that? Um, so I'm, I started here on one show. Thank and thanks. I started here on one show. And um, I am now on oh. Jenny Hutt. And last week, uh, Jenny Hutt broke Juliana Margulies. Wow, yeah. that was that got a quite a bit of press. Yeah, it did. Uh, I guess who released the information? <laughs> but when you when you say broke Juliana Margulies, what happened? Uh, she like what was broke? So Juliana Margulies right now is working with Aaron Marin, who's trying to pass um, this laws for um, sex education within schools when it comes to like harassment and assault. And um, she was here talking about it, and she told her own personal experience with Weinstein and. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It went viral within hours of that. Oh, so she's like a she was a victim, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, and that's like one of the bigger uh, stars like uh, who have accused him. And I feel like as more uh, people come out, it's just like it just you know it just gets deeper and deeper. And now like we're seeing this stuff about uh, Louis C.K., which like from what I understand uh, has been in the press before. There's allegations that he like masturbated in front of a, a few women and like blocked the door is that like an old school thing do you think like was that the style because why does that keep happening to With tons the, of people masturbating. masturbating in front of and it's like older guys masturbating yeah. in front of women like i've had a guy do that and it was by far one of the creepiest things please I, tell us the story it's, it's not oh, exactly actually, it's not exactly something you might want to talk about he's, he's a guy that you know our <laughs> friend tom Alyssa's old boss um, yeah, I was over at his apartment and I was sleeping and I like opened my eyes and I, oh my God, it was so creepy. I opened my eyes and he's legit sitting in the corner of the dark apartment room, studio apartment, just jerking off. While I'm was he watching you? Yes. He was like looking at me. He didn't touch me. He was just like looking at me and like I woke up and that was unfortunately not the first time he did. It was not the, like the last time he did it. He right. did it to, multiple, to you. Not, yeah. Multiple times. So after the second or third time, wouldn't you be like, you know what, nigga, I'm not sleeping at your house no more. Hey, hey, it's, it's not her fault. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I stopped at a certain point. Like I'm pretty sure it was like at some point the end came, but I mean, that's really unfortunate, man. Oh it, God, so, it, so how do you feel as a woman? How do you feel about the new me and we're going to ask you next dan how do you feel about the new me too uh movement hashtag things that are going on do you feel like uh there's a lot obviously a lot more out there like you know tell me what your thoughts on it uh mixed um i may or may not have threatened a hashtag me too with a customer service incident <laughs> because um i was getting a massage and their quote-unquote lead massage therapist um i've had hundreds of massages and I've never had my breast exposed let alone touched my ass is sure shit if a massage therapist is comfortable with your ass they'll ask you prior to the massage but not not my tits and um I was complaining about something and I said well hashtag me too I was like one of your employees and um how do I feel though about the movement I think pe many people are taking advantage of it um my boyfriend's um uh, my one of my boyfriend's friends um hashtag me too and it was something about it was essentially a guy was hitting on her and that's what's been happening is that these women are hashtagging me too because a guy came on too strong at a bar or like or was like she didn't like his come on or his his line. which in a sense sometimes if the guy she considers to be hot she, it wouldn't be oh yeah oh of course if he were somebody she was attracted to this wouldn't be a problem <laughs> okay but i want to hear all the guys me too's like i want to hear some hashtag guys like going on well like, you know there's a few out there yeah. dan do you know of a few well there was a uh, terry cruz was a big one um and he actually Actually, yesterday the story came out that he went to the police with uh, the LAPD with his allegations that I think it was a WWE executive uh, groped his uh, genitalia in front of his wife. In front of his wife, and that's just like goes to show you you can be like a you know a huge like jacked like dude, and this stuff can still happen to you. And it's like in that moment, like you know, it's, you, you just power, you, yeah, and it's it, it, you'd freeze. I'm sure anyone would freeze up, no matter like who they are, you know, and. Um, I think that, you know, while the Me Too movement certainly has its, like, limitations and, like, what it can actually accomplish, I do think, like, everyone seeing people they know post this, uh, like, guys specifically seeing women they know post this on, all over their social media certainly, like, I don't know, it definitely has an impact, and I feel like the only reason stories about Louis that have been germinating for a while are coming out now is because, like, 
there is this kind of uh, you have the courage dialogue. now yeah and that wouldn't have happened if you know this Weinstein story hadn't broke and then you know just I think Trump also definitely has to do with it I mean I think people really uh, were still pissed that he still won the election after the pussy grabbing tape came out <laughs> so I feel like there's kind of this uh, definitely this rage to get back at uh, predators and stuff now we we had a guest on the show I'm working on and um, doc, uh, author I don't I, I believe he was a doctor um, and I guess there there was a study where they put men and women each in MRIs and they monitored their brain activity and things that were going on and when a man and they both showed them porn and when the man <laughs> saw porn okay it, it was just immediate like yo let me do that I want to get on it okay same you know just porn thinking okay right. when the women watched it they were thinking of, oh, I wonder where he works. I wonder if he's got a good family. I wonder, you know, like all things that have nothing to do with sex while they are watching porn. So is it right that men and women are made differently? I mean, we, of course it's right. I mean, we're different for a reason, okay? Women are able to bring life into the world. Naturally, we are going to be more emotional. It's a fucking fact. We have more hormones than men do, okay? Naturally, we're more emotional. But at the same time, I think this, I think this whole Me Too, Weinstein, like, I don't even know what to call it anymore, more than scandal, but just Weinstein gate. Movement. I, movement, yeah, movement. The casting couch has existed for years, okay? And it's unfortunate, okay? But we are in a whorish society, especially in this country where everybody wants to be famous. Okay, when there's a tragedy, everybody, no matter who they know, who they don't know, is devastated. And some tragedies, rightfully so. Yeah. But I think the Me Too thing is getting a little carried away, and I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think there are going to be a lot of wrongfully accused people, and I'm terrified. And you know, a lot of wrongfully outed people, yeah. in a sense. Dan, I'm gonna just say that honestly, though, I really don't think that's true I think that I can't name a single case so far like that I feel like the allegations haven't been like legitimate that's that a thing has gotten a lot of press like there was one that like this alt-right guy like Mike Cernovich had shared that um Seth Rogen had groped someone but then if you look at the account that was tweeting it it was clearly like a bot so you know obviously yeah like you can't just like believe like the waves of things on Twitter like in the moment but like I feel like Jeremy Piven, like all these ones that are coming out now that are like, if you what, actually, what was the director's name? Oh, uh, James Toback. That, that and three hundred women, over three hundred women came out about him, and like, there's just, I, I feel like there at a certain point, it's like I believe, I believe the victims. Like it's, I feel like the net sort of like people that are gonna be um, falsely accused, like it's, I feel like it's gonna pale in comparison to like. The, the amount of that are going to be legitimately accused. so so what you're what Becky's saying is she feels like maybe 70% of people will be falsely accused and 30% will be real and you're saying the the exact opposite in the sense I where I think it's less no I, I definitely don't think there's more so I definitely don't think 70% I think there's definitely going to be a lot the, like I said the casting couch has existed since the beginning of time okay there's definitely going to be a lot that are rightfully but I definitely there's going to be a lot of people in the real world. I'm not, I'm not even just talking about celebrities in the real world of people that are going to be. Think about it, okay? Like just for, just for being hit on in a way that you don't like by maybe someone you don't like is considered a me too right now. But to to call you on the quote unquote wrongfully accused, okay? The times were different. That doesn't make it right. But times were different. Dustin Hoffman was accused, and this this writer okay wanted this to be more than it became and because it 
wasn't really deemed under sexual assault. It was not, he was just inappropriate. He spoke inappropriately. But Dustin Hoffman was kind of wrongfully put out there with that. At least, I think at least in the wrong context. Like, I think that's more an issue with maybe like how things are reported and how we like boil things down to like you know 140 characters or now now the extended ca- you know character limit. But I d- yeah I think that that's certainly like I will agree that there is like degrees from like Weinstein to Hoffman. Um, Brett Ratner. I, Brett Ratner. Brett was the Ratner. Guy. Sure. Well, Brett Ratner I think is you know he like jacked off in front of Olivia Munn and like you know harassed some other women and like I mean it's not funny Becky no no, it's not funny well you look at and then you think about like Bill O'Reilly and Roger Ailes like there this is built into like media and entertainment like we work in that field and like you know I I could see how at an organization where people kind of can just do whatever the fuck they want that like people do like like commit these like violent sort of acts that like are very Mad Men-esque yeah, I think yeah. that there's still that environment today in, in a way. Maybe in a in a less like, you know, maybe maybe in a less like like a blatant sort of way, but like yeah, definitely. So, so when all this was coming out, well, the beginning of this, um, my boyfriend was rightfully concerned, okay? Being, you know, working, you know, at Sirius and stuff, and um, I kept telling him, it's, I mean, I grew up... Concerned about people talking to you in a certain way. Uh, talking to me in a certain way, maybe making an appropriate gesture. I mean, just, I mean, like, he knows I'm willing to do anything and everything to get where I want to be. I mean, um, like, I mean, not in that sense, but I mean, like, <laughs> not anymore. Um, um, but, um, but... <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but my, but I approach him like, I grew up in a in a house that appreciated the arts, theater, music. Okay, and my dad's a little bit older; he's seventy four years old. So, you know, when this came out, my dad and I are on the level of, well, you know, I know my daughter's a strong woman. You know, okay, like I'm not worried. I've known this has been around forever. She knows it. Like I've known. Like you know, she's known. And it was funny how he, re- how my boyfriend reacted versus my father because, I mean, it wasn't a secret. This was out there. My father, who has never worked professionally in the arts, okay, knew of the casting couch, okay, who hasn't known of the casting couch. And, you know, it's, but I just think- Let's keep in mind, a lot of people feel the casting couch isn't a real thing. Oh. As far as, as far as maybe it was real in the first three years of it, but now it's just, it's all this fake. Going on since There'd be so many lawsuits, you know? This but, was going on in theater before movies and television, people. This has been going on, this has been going on since the beginning of time. Right, it happens, it happens just as much, like, at people who yeah. work in, like, retail or, like, yeah. you know. And, and there's, oh, you there's, can you can vouch for retail. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. I, I once, I, like, a guy I worked with, we later found out after he was fired that he was, like, a, a convicted sex offender. Wow. With, in retail? Yeah. We're with, and uh, the, the the people he had abused were, like, the same, like, they were, like, you know, 16-year-old boys, which I was at the time, but I didn't, I never had anything occur, but the guy was still a fuck, well, a real fucking weirdo, and, like, yeah, it happens everywhere. It's not just Hollywood, sure. I have one for you. My, I was working at Disney when I was, like, 18, and... A teacher from my high school that actually on one occasion I was out sick and I went back and I had to retake a test he put me in a utility closet and locked the door mm. he was later with you like, or um, with me in it by myself he was later convicted of um, I believe convicted of like having sexual relations with like this 14 year old student whose parents were like deaf and it turned this whole thing and he had just recently started working at the Disney store that's crazy that's yeah. crazy so listen this is Lewis Dan and Becky for the loud cast, for Oh My God, Becky. And what's the name of your podcast? 
Uh, it's The Plunge. You can follow us on Twitter at plunge underscore podcast, and you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes eventually. So we're here, eventually. So we are here outside of Sirius. It's a nice, cold, brisk day in uh, November, talking a little bit. So I wanted to ask you guys this. Uh, we're all minorities here, obviously. You guys are part of the tribe. I'm a black gentleman myself. I'm a Jew. Okay, good, good. I wasn't, I wasn't positive, but good to know. So, you know, a lot of times when I see black guys doing things on TV that embarrass my culture, I feel in a sense like, come on, like, what are you doing? Like, so, in a sense, um, if a lot of these guys that are being accused are Jewish, does that does that annoy you? How, how does it make you feel in a sense? Dan, Dan, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I saw the Larry yeah, David. Yeah, let's talk about Larry David, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought the outrage over the Larry David bit was really stupid. I watched it, I watched it, uh, you know, a few hours ago. And you weren't there. offended as a Jewish gentleman yourself? Not at all. I'm used to Larry pushing the, you know, the sort of racial and, you know, religion humor he does. And, like, there's so many episodes of Curb where, like, the premise is he does, like, you know, extremely racially and culturally insensitive things. So, like, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. And um, to, well, no, go ahead, Lewis. I think, like, well, you know, I feel like there's stereotyping all over the place, and I'm not concerned as a Jewish person that, like, because, you know, Jewish uh, people are coming out as, like, uh, you know, sexual abusers. No, I, like, I think that it's, it says less about the fact that they're Jewish, I think, and just more about the fact that, like, they're, like, powerful or, like, abusive, abusing their power, you know? Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the fact they're Jewish. Um, but it's, I, we discussed it on the show I'm on and um because my host is Jewish my board op is Jewish I'm okay. Jewish yeah so um and all of our callers were Jewish except for we're guessing one um but uh we were talking about it and it, the consensus was was that and couldn't agree more was that we all agree okay whenever a Jew comes in the headlines every Jew you know scours away yeah. oh, no, same no, with our race as well though same with oh, every well, I think it's course. I think it's but obviously like but there's way yeah. uh, but I mean on the level of the stereotypes that are already attributed with Jewish people, okay, running Hollywood, okay, and like all this crap, okay, that there's financial stuff, there's a common connection that we all have that moment when we all hear that story, okay, and we're just like, fuck, vey. I mean, this can't be happening, like, I mean, but at the same time, and especially with discussing on the show, like, there's so little of us, okay, like, what the big's fucking deal, okay, it's like, you know, we're not hurt by it anymore at this point, it's like, I mean, there's there, there's so little of us. I mean, there's not a, there aren't enough of us that we're all going to get into a big stink about it. Let's put it that way. We're going to shut up about it. As for the concentration camp joke, uh, I thought it was flat. I thought it was could have been a good joke, but it was a flat joke. Yeah, it, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't it was a, a flat joke, great so joke, but he had a right to tell a joke, right? Oh, yeah. oh. I'll say it was it was a Saturday Night Live joke, yes. just completely <laughs> yes, yes, mediocre, oh, watered shit. down. Oh, like I mean, I, you know, there was like there was I watched the whole show because Larry was on. I don't I don't watch it all through much anymore, but like yeah, I just even him, they just water it down so much, and there's like three things to see the entire hour and a half. So I don't know. They're just I, I, I hate where I, I talk. You can listen to me talk about this for a while on my podcast, but uh, yeah, Alec Baldwin sucks ass. <laughs> oh, you don't like Alec Baldwin? No, uh, not a fan. I love Alec Baldwin, but I, I think the Trump thing is. Well, before we forget, let's make sure everybody gets their plugs out there. So if you're listening to this, you can follow everyone individually. Becky, go ahead. Oh my God, Becky, on Snapchat. Sorry, yeah. Oh, we're on Instagram too. I've been Instagramming more. Uh, your own podcast and also the other podcast that you work for. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh well. 
please listen to Jenny if you've got Sirius. She's on uh, Monday through Friday from uh, 8 to 10. Um, she's an amazing lover. Um, she's an older version of myself. Um, and uh, you can also check out my podcast, which should have more shit on it, but, um, and definitely Instagram and, um, Snapchat, please. She also means to say the Loudcast. Yeah. You oh, can oh, find Oh My God Becky shows under the Loudcast umbrella. There are a few on there. More coming soon. Dan? I'm uh, Dan Spaventa. You can follow me on Twitter at SPA. I'm sorry. Why did you shake your head when he said Spaventa? Is that a Jewish name? Um, it's, 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 it's Jewy. It, 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 it sounds Jewy, <laughs> but it makes you go like, hmm, that's, that's an interesting Jewish laugh. It's Italian. I'm half <laughs> yeah, Italian. Yeah, yeah, that's like, Italian. On Twitter at S-P-A-V-E-N-T-A-C-U-L-A-R. You can listen to me. You can listen to me Monday through Friday on the Craig Ferguson show. Uh, I answer the phone and, uh, well, I do fun stuff. Like last night I played a robot version of myself. And uh, no, it's, it's, it's a really fun show. And then um, also on uh, my podcast, The Plunge with my good friend Sam, uh, every uh, Sunday we put out a new episode and it's about like politics and pop culture and how everything's turned to shit. And um, it's, uh, you can follow it on uh, Twitter at, at uh, plunge underscore podcast and it's on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and I'm going to put it on iTunes soon, I swear. Lewis Johnson on Instagram, L-O-U-I-S Johnson. If you happen to be a Dallas Cowboys fan, you already know what page it is. Cowboys underscore hot fans. Just reached 62.5 thousand followers. Uh, things are going great on that page, so do a favor, uh, do me a favor and check me out. It's a business page now. No longer a personal page. It's a business page now. Actually, are you a CEO? I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Oh. <laughs> Jay-Z, thank you for that one. Um, other than that, Lewis Johnson 2-1 or L-J- L? I don't fuck it. Dude, L Johnson 2-1 on Snapchat. I think that's what it is. Come find me. Uh, and that's about it. So until next time, this has been a uh, serious front. What I don't know what we would call this. Oh, well, we can keep this going. I just got to keep borrowing this task cam, and I think we'll be good. I'm actually going to go upload this right now. Yeah, I'd love to uh, I'd love to do this more, Lewis. Uh, we're, we're outside a lot. We like to, we like to have some fresh air in the middle of the day, and, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to uh, talk about these important issues with you guys today. Give him my fucking homeless bags, too. Oh, yeah, O-H-M-Y-G-D-B-E-C-K-Y. I did not spell it out. Right, that's what I was waiting for. Oh, and um, my Instagram handle is uh, the same as my uh, Snapchat. Sometimes post stupid shit on there. But not Snapchat, it's the same as my Twitter. Fantastic. All right, guys, until next time, thank you for listening for this short 22-minute span. Uh, I may put some things after this. I went to Times Square recently and asked a couple of questions about uh, Trump and TRL and life just in general to people looking for money or people that were uh, looking for money just to buy weed, uh, which was great, or guys that were out there selling their CDs for donations and shit. But anyway, I'll put it on there. It's really nothing special. Thanks for listening. Lewis has no choice. He's short. Lewis J here uh, for part two of the outdoor podcast with Lewis, uh, Becky, and Dan. Uh, we wanted to come back out here and talk a little bit because the news recently broke about what Lewis C.K. actually did do. Uh, so we're here. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But I want to ask them a few questions first because something crazy just happened. I'm not really sure who this guy is. But we just ran to a celebrity uh, outside the building of Sirius. Who was that, Dan? Elvis Costello, a great musician uh, from England, uh, you know, a legendary career. I don't really want to dig too deep into this because of all the stuff we, other stuff we have to talk about, but it's awesome that we just left. And what was your, because I saw you say, wait a minute, 
Elvis got like, like explain okay. explain to the audience what just happened basically. Basically, uh, we were walking out of the building to come out here, and um, I saw Elvis, uh, and I, I knew it was him because he had this like hat, like he always wears these like big hats. So I just I just recognized him, and I don't know, he's just he's a really recognizable face. So it was just really really cool, and we saw Macklemore before, so it's been a, it's been a good day. It's been a great day. Oh, Becky is actually showing me Declan Patrick Macmanus Macmanus. She pump it up watching the I don't know any of this stuff. No, I know the name. Yep, that was definitely him. Good shit. So what what was it like for you seeing him? I'm not like a massive fan, but I mean it's he's Elvis Costello. I mean enough said. Like I if do you want me to name stuff trivia wise? No, I can't name you anything that he's not for she. But I know he's a big deal and I respect his talent, so it's pretty exciting because he's he's kinda old too. He's kind of old, too. You got to respect the old, like. <laughs> Becky is uh, an intern here at Sirius, and she was with me uh, earlier today. I was showing her things with uh, things that we use, necessarily the log and how to run the board. I'm going to be showing her that before her internship is over. Um, sometimes, as an intern, they don't really teach you everything that you need to know. Uh, but sometimes. so how was <laughs> How was your first small learning experience on the board? It seems simple, no? Oh yeah, it's simple. I mean, I watch every day, but I I don't pay I don't have the time to pay attention when I'm on my. Show. It should really be explained to you step by step. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I because my associate producer didn't have any board experience when she was interning because of the show she was on. She's the one getting the board training right now, so I don't even think before my the end of my internship I would get it. But our current board up for the show is grace, gracious enough, and so is Lewis, that they're letting me shadow them for things. So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So let's talk quickly about this breaking news because we all have places to go and things to do. Uh, so while we were upstairs, um, basically sitting at our desks. <laughs> I actually had a nice moment where I shouted, it's out, and everyone knew <laughs> what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, and they sent us uh, information basically on what was happening with the Lewis C.K. situation. Um, and tell me first, uh, Dan, you read the article, right? Which one did you did you read the New York? But where did you get it from? I read the New York Times, the expose, uh, you know, the full, and I read like the entire thing. So I kind of, I feel like I have a sense of like the scope of what he's accused of. So what do you feel now after reading the story? Well, after reading the story, certainly I feel like it's extremely problematic to uh, support him in any way uh, for a lot of reasons. One being. Um, he obviously like had many chances to make amends for what he did um, and clearly decided instead to uh, deny it, which to me is like, that's pretty bad in itself. Um, I really think that it was uh, extremely inappropriate of him to make this movie, I Love You Daddy. If you watch the trailer for it now, it's like so creepy. Like the It wasn't creepy before now? No, it was creepy before now, it certainly was, but in light of this uh, new story, and just, it, it's, I wonder what was going on in Louis C.K.'s head when he decided to make that movie, which uh, the New York Times article kind of said, uh, definitely provides a sort of blanket like justification for being a sort of like sex creep. And from what I understand, they say that there's an actual character in this movie um, that likes to masturbate in front of people. This is what I read. Well, I think uh, it was actually uh, in not likes to masturbate in front of people. I think it's Charlie Day's character, um, mimes masturbating in front of uh, people at work. Um, I think when they get like their, their script approved or something in the movie. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, 
Louis comedy uh, meant a lot to me my whole life and I've paid to see him I've paid for his stuff on his website uh, often like Horace and Pete and stuff and like this is just a really sad uh, it's a sad thing to hear uh, you know someone that you trusted so much to like cut through the bullshit is so full of shit himself and like man the memes that I'm seeing like with the quotes from the show it's memes are so amazing. bad it's so rough though like the spacey ones were making me laugh but these the ones, Call of Duty spacey ones yeah the okay. Call of Duty spacey ones were great but these memes with Louie where it's like literally him saying like you know just these quotes about long winded bits about masturbation it's really just in, in hindsight it's I, I don't I don't know if I could like watch a, a, an old special of his again it's unfortunate because I you know I saw a Kevin Spacey movie the other day that I actually uh, was okay. I think it was Baby Driver or some shit yeah, like saw, that. Yeah, he's yeah he's the yeah. like the villain figure. Well, you know, now Driver. you you feel weird watching this stuff. You feel almost like you're you're promoting it or encouraging it if you do watch it. No, Becky, what do you feel? Well, so Pamela Alden, who has worked with him um, quite a bit in his career, um, was on the show I'm on a few weeks back, and she's worked very close with the, closely with him. And it was in the heat of the Weinstein thing, and she mentioned him, and there's she, of course she mentioned him, and there was no ill will. And I just think I, I read most of the New York Times thing, um, and I didn't get to see the trailer yet, and I have heard that there was some comparison, you know, to his real life, but. Okay, the drunk thing, the thing with the chicks up in the hotel room, they were all hammered. No, not not uh, not correct. No. Not oh, accurate. they weren't. No, so I've actually heard this uh, account from uh, a couple of people. Apparently, like, uh, and this was someone who's like, I really trust what happened. Apparently, Louie invited the two women to his apartment to get high, uh, like smoke weed. Yeah. And uh, Not a crime. Not, not a crime. A cr- oh, uh, not why a not? At a comedy festival, uh, <laughs> it would be weirder if they didn't uh, smoke weed. But the... Um, the, like the, then when they got there like he got them high w- and uh, didn't get high himself so it was this weird like he's sober so when you add that dynamic and apparently when he was doing this he's like crying about it or not crying but like really angrily complaining about his wife while he's like jacking off so I just there's no there's no defense Ooh, I, that's, I, that screams I'm, deep-seated issues as to why yeah, he has this fetish the dude, uh, okay. the dude likes yeah. the dude the yeah. dude's it's problematic yeah, all, all of the got, allegations were he, he clearly has some deep-seated things. I mean, the whole jerking off in front of people and in the context that he's been doing, it's it's a fetish, which, I mean, is fine and dandy, but going about it in a mischievous, deceive, deceiving way is too much. And I'm like you. Like, I'm a fan of his, and I, this is, like, kind of heartbreaking news, but I... It's about how he handles the next few days. Um, this is a real; these are really old stories. That doesn't mean things recently haven't come up, but this is pr- these are pretty old. And I'm wondering if he, I mean, he's probably he's he had to have been preparing for this. There's no way he had. How could he have made that movie and not expected yeah, this to not, come up? Not even that, but like in the few we've had weeks since Weinstein came out. He's had all of the guys that have casting couched, okay, or something like it, okay, or all, should all be sitting at home game planning, okay, figuring out what they're gonna do when their shit comes out because the likelihood of it coming out now is really, really, really high. It's high. And, uh, yeah, it, it, any and, any moment. And I'm just really surprised that he didn't have a better response prepared for it. I think that's my bigger problem. Like if there was a problem, okay. You know what? I think he was. The New York Times article said that says that his fans have even labeled him like a feminist. So if that's yeah. the case, how was he not? And based off, I mean, well, he gave he, a lot like, of women opportunities. I think yeah. that was a big part of it. Like people like Pamela, and I mean, there's 
countless others who, I mean, like, and also just like people like Aziz Ansari, like Donald Glover, would they have their success now if Louis didn't set up this like auteur model where like a guy could really make a show with his point of view? Like Louis's done so many great things for, yeah, for other then, comics, but like this, I'm sorry, this kind of cancels out everything yeah, exactly. to me. In a Bill yeah. Cosby sense as well. And I think <laughs> important to keep in mind uh, to people whose justification is like, well, he hasn't been proven guilty yet. Neither is Cosby. Uh, in a court of law, Cosby's never been proven guilty. So I think that it's important, obviously, like we said before, there's levels to it, like between Weinstein and, Haw- and Dustin Hoffman. But like, Louis, I think this Good is scale. this is pretty bad. <laughs> Great Did scale. We, the Weinstein-Hoffman <laughs> scale brought to you by Dan Spaventa. Well, and also I think that... Um, I think it's it was creepy as hell in the last... La- I think it's important to read the New York Times article to the end because yeah. there's this last bit where... Basically, Louis called uh, a female comic uh, who he had uh, asked uh, if he could jack off in front of her, and um, he called her to apologize for locking her in a closet. So he was referring to a different incident with a different woman. So this this was something that was so much a part of his behavior that he mixed it up, which is so fucked up. And uh, also, there's a bit in the article about his manager, who also manages like Kevin Hart and uh, Amy Poehler. And, uh, you know, there's other, there's a lot of other people who, you know, tried to squash this story over the years. So it's, you know, uh, you know, I think only more information is going to come out about this. It all depends on how he continues to handle it. I mean, that's really, I mean, I I, I want to hear his next move because I, like I said, I am genuinely surprised that he was not prepared for this. Because he could have been prepared on the level where he could have had someone like Pamela Alden, not excusing his behavior, but it's... At least Let's, just... It's not on a Weinstein level. Okay, so I believe it's be, I believe it's repairable. It, it's not... Hold on. We're talking about something that happened that was released two hours ago. We have okay. no yeah, idea. Have that no Weinstein idea thing unfolded... That blew up over weeks, so... Right. right. We know how hard it is to be a victim and come out. That's been, you know, obviously proven. discussed and proven, so... You know what's really unfortunate, though, is that I feel... Uh, and this kind of goes with what Becky was saying before. Um, I feel like there are going to be some women who weren't victims that do speak up, and then it's going to be hard to decipher the good, the, the the ones who are telling the truth from the ones who are looking for exposure, in a sense. Like yes. However, I do feel like the number of cases of that, like pale in comparison to the very number of like very real cases, and like oh, one hundred percent to use that to. We can't use that to brush off like the very real stuff that stuff that Louis did or that. And then not brushing do. it off, but in yeah. a sense, I'm thinking uh, in the future, it's where, where like, this is becoming a movement. Yeah, um, I really hope that people who I really hope people don't lie. Absolutely, absolutely, and like just we hope that like you know we can trust um, you know just trust that when this stuff gets written about that it's like in good faith you know or at least like you know. It's the, that the implicit goal isn't just to like destroy somebody; it's to actually expose like a, a, a systematic you, and a systematic in, you know injustice. But you made a valid point earlier, okay? It's how our media is taking it, yes. okay? Because just like and Dustin Hoffman, I'll bring him up again, okay? The the original, the first article I read was it, it made it out to be like it was so bad, and the further and further I read, the more it was confirmed that this was just in a inappropriate jokes. I'm sorry, okay? I don't find them to be inappropriate jokes. You're around comedians, you're around, you know, actors, okay? Like, it, it, 
times are different now, so now they're considered inappropriate jokes. Okay, you're never sure who you're going to offend. It's it's kind of scary in that sense. We're living in a society where it's supposed to be free speech, but I feel like everybody's scared about the wrong thing they could possibly say. So. It depends on how the media handles it because, you know, someone could come forth like the woman with Dustin Hoffman and, you know, it's it's not okay, but it's not the way that it's being delivered. It's being delivered the opposite. So uh, it really depends on how the media delivers it. That's really what it comes down to, not so much the people that are saying something. It's the headlines that are going to grab people. The, what, six sentence the average person cares to read. I read the New York Times article, highly recommend it as well. Read most of it and I will finish it. But... I mean, it, it all depends on what you're reading and how you're reading it. Okay, and again, we are here uh, in the promenade right next to Sirius. There's a lot of uh, chairs and tables, and there's a waterfall, waterfall, right? I guess you'd call that with a little hole. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very nice view here. Um, so you may hear some buses behind us, maybe some people walking by, their phones clicking or whatever. Uh, phones, fucking shoes clicking. Um, but all right, anything else you guys want to say before we close out this bad boy? Well, I guess I uh, just want to say that, uh, you know, it's a very sad day for a lot of people I know. Because, like, we definitely, like I said before, like, Louis, you know, Louis came out when I came up uh, really in a big way when I was, like, in high school and college. And, like, it was someone that we really trusted to, like, cut through the bullshit and to, to see him exposed like this. And, I mean, and just, like, reevaluating, like, moments of his comedy and his TV shows that, like, you know, really impacted me. Um, man, it just, it, it, it fucking hurts. But obviously, nothing in comparison to someone who had to, like, watch him, like, fucking and act what was, like an orangutan. What, <laughs> what was one of your favorite uh, pieces of his work? I mean, one thing that stuck out today to me was the, um, you know, the So Did the Fat Lady monologue, you know, because that was such, like, a, you know, beautiful sort of, like, monologue about, you know, the double standards with women and, you know, men, uh, you know, and being, like, how Louis gets away with being, like, fat and gross and, like, you know, and just in hindsight, and I look back at that now, and it's just, man, it's really, it's it's just, like, he did do some great shit, but it's just, in hindsight, looking back at it in light of all this, it just, it doesn't feel the same. Um... See what happens tomorrow. Honestly, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Because right now you feel how how? Oh, just uh, I'm. It's at the point. Where give me a number one to ten. What? what give me. Give one me something. To ten. Nine point five. <laughs> okay. So you're so you're waiting for it to go the rest of the point five. Is oh, what you're no, saying? What I'm saying. What I'm saying is is that like it's it's not so much even one specific situation. It's I go to bed, check the news to see if anybody has come out with allegations. Wake up in the morning and I'm expecting to see a new allegation every morning. So it's it's more of just like, what's next? Who's next? Okay, who's going to be the sacrificial lamb? Okay, I mean... It's... Well, well, I think that Louis's uh, movie is it's looking increasingly like The Orchard. Uh, the distributor is going to cancel like yeah. its distribution. And um, I think that we're going to see like Netflix and all these other companies that have... You know, FX and people that have produced his stuff like uh, kind of pulling back and uh, Watch what it I'm now, really, guys. Watch it now. What I'm be gone tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I'm really, what I really want to see is how Louis responds because he's a thoughtful guy, and uh, I just, I, I wonder if there is a redemption for him. Well, from what, what I'm gathering, okay. I and I can't think. The last time I watched something of his, not gonna lie, but what I'm gathering is if you were to go back and watch his comedy, 
you're going to see how some of these allegations have truth, you know, in, in even the comedies doing and that there might be more things. If someone sits tonight and is binging everything he's done, can you imagine the things we're going to pick up on? We're going to listen to him in a different way now. So, I mean. All right, guys. Well, we got to go back upstairs. For some reason, it seems to have dropped 20 degrees since we sat down. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will catch you at another day and another time, possibly next Thursday. You never know. Anyway, see you guys. Goodbye. Hey, it's Jim Florentine. You listen to Lewis Johnson on the Loudcast. The rest of them are awful. My name's Stuart. I go by Wheaties Box. All right, Wheaties Box, man. How you doing today? Good? Good, good, good. Just going to ask you a couple of questions about TRL. Sure. Old, new. Sure. Do you know the new host? Um, I don't know the new host. Okay. All right, his name is DC Youngfly. And basically, I was going to ask you okay. uh, in a fight if you had to choose between Carson Daly, old school host, DC Youngfly, new school host. Okay. He's a YouTuber. Okay. Where would you go on that one if you had to choose? I'm going to have to say this. TRL and MTV should have, should have, I think, mm-hmm. brought back Carson Daly. The reason I say this is, is because when we bring a newcomer on, a lot of people take heart to try and adjust to who this new guy is, where did he come from, he came out of nowhere kind of thing. Um, I don't think we come out of nowhere, obviously we came from somewhere, but I think for the children to really get into what TRL was originally, Carson's the only one that could bring that original feel back, I think. That's my opinion. Um, I think, you know, I'm 40, so I look at Carson Daly as one of the original guys. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly. that's what it's about. Um, the new guy, we have to get used to him. We have to figure out his style of hosting. Um, how funny is he? Um, is he funny enough? You know, that's the thing is, is the wrong part with newcomers is, is that we see them, we think they're funny, we're not sure if they can maintain the funniness. Exactly. Um, maintaining fame. How do you maintain fame? You got to stay relative. Um, I feel you. I feel you. And, and, and so on and so forth. So I think Carson should have brought it back at least for a couple of shows to get that uh, that original feel that people didn't have. He's got money. He's a little bit older, but he could have introduced, hey, I'm now passing down the mic right. okay. to this guy. Um, because Carson's just, he's, he's known for TRL, dude. That's it. You know? Now, if you had to choose one app over your parents, what would it be? One application over my parents. It would probably be Instagram. Why Instagram? Because I don't have to look at my parents. I can look at other shit, okay. you know? But, but I mean, uh, again, if there's one app out there for people, I would say a good application is Instagram because E is not for everybody, of right. course. Right. Um, you know, Instagram's a good social media uh, thing to either work on your business, to work on photographs, to get things out there. But it's also this: our society is so built with all social media, and 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 a lot of people are asleep. I'm sorry to say it. Um, we're not waking up to standing for ourselves and and working hard for ourselves to achieve goals, not only for ourselves but for others too. Right. You know, I'm not, I, I've been standing out here for about eight years and I don't stand here every day because I need the money. I stand here to say, why aren't you standing now for something? Stand now because later may be too late. Okay. Now tell me a little bit about your sign before I head out of here, okay. man. 
I am, I'm normally a giant weedy cereal box okay. that needs money for weed. Okay, so Wheaties was a breakfast of champion cereal. Everyone they put on the cover basically was smoking weed. Okay, but they were promoting the cereal at the same time. So what I did was I dressed up in a big Wheaties cereal box. People started taking photographs of me saying, yo, Wheaties, come here, take this photograph. So I'm here to keep giving you my memory of giving you my memory. If you can understand, it's not about money. It's about giving memories to people. If you don't give your memory to someone else, somebody else will say, I'm not going to give my memory to him. Right. Right. So you have to work every day. It's not about weed. It's not about money. This is about giving you a memory in a in a pleasant way. I don't ask people for money. I I, I act a little crazy out here for you to get it, yeah. for you to understand that I don't need money for it. I'm here to entertain you. Fantastic. This is this is an entertainment city. If you don't find this entertaining, then you're running the wrong city. Exactly. All right, man. Well, thank you very much. This is New York. You know, Lewis here live in front of TRL talking to my man. What's your name? Sunny Smrat. And you got. <laughs> What you doing out here today? You got your mixtape? What's going on? No, nah, I'm just, you know, doing the regular promotion and all that. New mixtape coming out August 31st, Halloween, cold Halloween, smack rap season. You already know. Tuck your chains in when that shit come out. You Give me your um, social media. On oh, that. social media? You can hit me on Mr. Sm- underscore smack grab, smell S N A C K grab, G R A B, if y'all don't understand. And you go on the, if you go on the Twitter, it's Times Square Hustler, smell T I M E Hustler without the T. You already. All right, we only got two questions for you today. First question, in a fight, who wins, D.C. Young Fly or Carson Daly? Um, and why? I think D.C. going to win that because he got the D.C. and it, got, and it reminds me of those superpowers. Okay. So, you know, he going to probably have the flash run up and smack him before he even get ahead of him. So I think he going to win that one, yeah. I give it to him, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Just got one more. Okay. If you could pick any app, any app at all, over your parents, which app would it be? I'm looking at his booty right now. They should, they should make a, a big booty app, but over my parents? What should I make over my parents? An app over my parents. Well, I only got one parent, so it doesn't matter. If I could make an app over my father, it would be every single one of them. But um, over my mother, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but... Over my father, I can tell you, we're going to have, um, I definitely going to pick Snapchat over my pops. Snapchat? Any any particular reason why Snapchat over any other? No, it's, no I'm not going to tell that reason because the people that know that reason know that reason. Yeah, I'm talking about, but it's going to be Snapchat and you already know. <laughs> all right, and give me a shout out of all your uh, social media and stuff one more time, please. Yeah, one more time, Times Square Hustler, T, T, Times Square Hustler without the T. You know what I mean? Mr. Underscore Smack Grab on our Instagram. You already know. Sunny Smack Grab, just Sunny Smack. Just Google me. I talk about us everywhere. All right, man. Appreciate it. Love, baby. I always thought I was the good guy. They got a bit of an awkward situation. You ruined my life. That's something you don't see every day. What do you mean? I never see other tourists here. Usually just locals. Yeah, well, I just heard about this place and had to give it a shot. Oh, how'd you hear about it? 
There's this really helpful podcast I listen to called One Happy Podcast that's all about Aruba. It's where I get all my information. What I like about it is you hear about this stuff from actual tourists that have experienced them. So much better than those guidebooks. Oh, I'll have to check it out. What's it called again? One Happy Podcast. You can find it at onehappypodcast.com. Hi, this is Aruba Kurt Robinson from One Happy Podcast, and you're listening to the loudest show out there, The Loudcast, with my boy, Lewis Johnson. No one ever remembers the quiet kid in class. Everyone remembers the loud one. So be loud. The Loudcast.